Hi, you're listening to the Road to a Billion podcast. I'm your host, Stefan Georgi. Since 2011, I've sold over $700 million worth of products for both clients and my own companies. I've also founded or co-founded eight different businesses that have grossed between seven to nine figures in revenue. Today, I focus a lot of my time on teaching, training, and mentoring the next generation of freelancers and entrepreneurs. And that's why I created The Road to a Billion, a call-in radio show style podcast where I answer people's questions on mindset, business ownership, scaling funnels, copywriting, and more. If you want to submit a question, then check out the show notes to learn how, or visit me at stephanpaulgeorgi.com forward slash subscribe to opt into my email list. And every week, you'll get a link to join the live call-in show. And with that being said, let's go ahead and get started. Hey guys, in this episode, Stefan and co-host Ed Ray are joined by the ultimate advisor to the entrepreneur, Jim Du. If you don't know Jim, he is the CEO and founder of Do Wealth Management, a financial advisory firm that helps entrepreneurs think like billionaires. He has 25 years of experience building virtual family offices for entrepreneurs and helping them maximize their time, money, and freedom. He's been featured in Inc., Entrepreneur, and Huffington Post magazines, and is the author of Beyond a Million, The Entrepreneur's Playbook for Expanding Wealth, Freedom, and Time. Here's a glimpse of the exclusive wealth-building insights you're about to discover. The three biggest financial mistakes entrepreneurs make that could cost you a ton of money. The four buckets entrepreneurs are in when it comes to wealth management. Find out which one you are in and what you need to change to ensure financial freedom. The three outcomes you must focus on to be successful in your wealth building. Without further ado, I hope you enjoy. What are some of the big mistakes you see entrepreneurs making with money? Because, you know, to speak from, from personal experience, I notoriously was very bad with managing my money. Um, I'm a bit better now. I've just set up stupid things. Like I have, not stupid, but like I have money going into like a Vanguard index fund every month. It just gets pulled out of my account. And I told my wife recently, I'm like, I'm so glad I did that because maybe it's not the best investment in the world, but at least that money is just getting yanked out. I forget it exists. And like, no matter what, like it's going somewhere where hopefully it's going to appreciate over time. You know, if it doesn't, then we've got bigger problems, right? Over a long enough horizon. Um, you know, I have a little bit of real estate now, things like that. But, um, but I, you know, again, I think I'm not alone in that. It was always very confusing and hard as an entrepreneur to figure out how to manage my money, what to do with it, and then to not make stupid decisions like buying fancy things and dumb stuff like that. What are some of the mistakes you see entrepreneurs making regularly? I'll give you three big ones and then I'll tell you kind of from a higher level, a mistake that causes those mistakes. So you mentioned investing, so I'll just cover investing for a second. One of the most important things every entrepreneur needs to do is have a target allocation. Because here's what entrepreneurs do. They have a buddy that says, oh my gosh, you see what Bitcoin's doing? You need to buy some Bitcoin or the other varietals, right? Ethereum and on and on. Or you have someone say, oh, you got to invest in this startup. This thing's going to be worth billions of dollars. And so entrepreneurs are just randomly finding stuff that looks really exciting that they invest in. Every great investor is disciplined. And so you have to get disciplined in how you're going to invest. So here's the thing. Entrepreneurs get rich by being concentrated in a business. They stay rich by being diversified outside of the business. So stay concentrated on your business. Often entrepreneurs are getting sidetracked 
researching Bitcoin and hard wallets and all this stuff when they should be building their business and focusing on that. Not that you shouldn't invest in crypto and stuff like that, but don't get distracted. You're going to get rich by building a great business and staying focused there. And you're going to stay rich by being diversified outside of your company. Getting diversified outside of your company, you need to target allocation. So what we like to do with clients, we start with our current allocation. Here's where your money is today. And most of it's in your business. And then you want a glide path toward where you want to get to. And so we start with a billionaire model. So billionaire, there's a survey done by UBS every year or every couple of years where they survey the wealthiest people in the world and they say, where's your money? We take that as kind of a target because everything we do for entrepreneurs is based on what billionaires do because it's a pretty smart way to, to model yourself. It doesn't mean you have to have the allocation like billionaires, but it's a starting point and then build out your allocation. Because if your allocation says you need 10% in cryptocurrency and you already have 15% in cryptocurrency and then someone comes to you with a coin, you're gonna go, I'm over, already over allocated, so I'm gonna say no. Or if you have 20% of your portfolio is gonna be private equity or venture capital and you've only got 10%, and someone comes you, to you with a good private equity deal, you're gonna be interested and say, I wanna spend some time on that because I'm under allocated in private equity and venture capital. But if you don't have that allocation, you're gonna end up getting way overweighted or you're just gonna chase, <clears throat> chase the stuff that sounds exciting to you. And that may not always be the best thing because what excites entrepreneurs the most are usually the highest risk, even though they don't think it's the highest risk. And any entrepreneur that's been around for a while is what I call an experienced investor. That means you invested in something and lost all your money. So that's the investment front. The second thing I talk about is tax planning. Most CPAs or accountants in my experience are what I call tax historians. So they take all the information looking in the rearview mirror, they put it in the right places, file the forms and tell you what you owe in estimated taxes. What you need is a tax planner. That's someone who's looking at the your P&L and forward looking based on the way things are going this year, what are the things that we can do to reduce your taxes. Because if you're a successful entrepreneur, one of your biggest expenses is gonna be taxes. So that's number two mistake. And then the third mistake that I see often with entrepreneurs is not thinking about their exit. I tell this all the time to entrepreneurs when I speak, you will exit your business. I don't care who you are, you will exit your business. How do I know that? Because you're either gonna sell to a strategic or a financial buyer, you're gonna die or get disabled, you're gonna give it to your kids, you're gonna sell it to your employees, you're gonna get crushed by competition, or you're just gonna watch it gradually reduce cash flow until it disappears. You will exit your business. And the sooner you start thinking about that exit, the better you can plan for it and get the best tax and asset protection outcome. So I like entrepreneurs thinking at least three years in advance, sometimes five years in advance about the exit. But here's the funny thing that happens when you start building like you're gonna exit, even if you never exit, your company becomes more profitable and your life gets better. Let me just give you two reasons why that is. Your company gets more profitable because if you're focusing on selling it, you've got to make the profits look good. And entrepreneurs often get caught in the trap of grow, grow, grow. But if you don't have any profit, just because you have revenue doesn't make you very attractive to a buyer. Buyers like profit and they also like things like recurring revenue so that they can monetize that purchase. So that makes your company more profitable. It makes your life better because one of the most important things if you're selling is that your company runs without you. If your company runs without you, you're much more attractive to another buyer. And guess what? Your life gets better. Because if you want to take three months, three months off to travel the world, or you want to take care of a sick relative, or you want to spend time with your kids, you can do that. You have the choice. And even if you don't take advantage of that choice, and I'm guilty of this working all the time, you feel better knowing you have the choice and your life is better knowing you have the choice. 
So those are kind of the three mistakes that I see. And then I can talk about the overriding bigger mistake that causes those mistakes if, if you want me to go into that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I love the idea that you will exit your business one way or another, because I think that a lot of entrepreneurs are resistant to that because they think about like a liquidity event, right? They think about selling and if they don't think they're going to sell or whatever it is, and they're like, well, I won't. But I think the idea of that your exit is inevitable is very profound and, and a good mind shift. And I want to give a uh, Peter Feichner, who's watching on Facebook Live, said, this is a crazy episode, 15 minutes in, mind blown doesn't cut it. So um, good. <laughs> you're, you're already blowing people's minds, Jim, which is, which is awesome. I like it. One last question, and I'll give you a chance to, to ask questions in a second too. And, and one question I have for, on behalf of Ed, is Ed is super young. I always forget how old Ed is, like 20. Are you, 20? Are you 21 yet, Ed? You're 20. No, I'm still 20. Still 20. Um, mm. you know, but, but doing quite well, I mean, you know, and I don't know what you're making per month now, like what's to say, anywhere from like 10 to $30,000 a month. Maybe it's more some months, whatever. But the point being yeah, about that range. Yeah. Like for someone like that, cause again, I was not doing anything with my investing when I was 23 or 20 when I was young. And one cool thing about the, this community we've built and, and all these entrepreneurs and, and whether they're freelancers or business owners is people are making money. So I guess, is there any advice you'd have to like the younger people who are, you know, watching or who will watch the replay or listen for what they should be, you know, thinking about or doing now so that they're in a really great position uh, you know, by the time they're in their mid thirties or forties, whatever it may be. I love that question. When I first work with an entrepreneur, we usually, in, in my 26 years, every entrepreneur I've met is really in one of four buckets, so, so to speak. And I kind of put characters to most of these. So the first is the ostrich. That's the entrepreneur that ignores and avoids wealth management. So they say, you know, I, I'll deal with that later. I'm focused on my business and living my life that's the ostrich. And it's easy to be the ostrich, but your financial planning and your wealth management is usually, the results are usually poor. Then there's a juggler. That's the entrepreneur that's trying to handle all these things himself or herself. Just like the juggler, it's hard to be the juggler and the results are usually poor. The third character is the air traffic controller. And this is where you get excellent advisors around you. So you get a really good CPA, you get a really good insurance agent, you get a really good attorney, you get a really good banker. So you get these professionals around you now, the air traffic controller is a hard job because just like an air traffic controller, you have to watch everything all the time and make sure all these professionals are doing their job and doing it well. Ultimately, you want to move toward the family office structure. But if you're not ready yet to hire someone to help you do that, then I'd say the next best would be the air traffic controller. So as a young person, you want to start thinking about, okay, who are my professionals that I'm currently working with and are they A players? So if you have an accountant or a CPA, who never really talks to you, never reaches out, never brings you ideas and just files your taxes, you wanna start actively looking for a CPA or accountant who's gonna be proactive and bring you ideas. Often entrepreneurs have to bring the tax planning ideas to the accountant and it shouldn't be that way, it should be the other way. And the same thing, make sure you have a great insurance agent, make sure you have a great attorney, start building your team, that would be paramount. And for a while you just have to be the air traffic controller. And then, then one other thing is, as I said, with my compounding example, get started investing outside of the business. So even if you say all my money's going toward my business, if you can put 50 bucks a month away towards something, start doing that. And the reason why is you will start getting the mindset of being an investor rather than just I'm a business owner. So you want to be a business owner, but you also want to be an investor. And the other reason why that's important is once you're doing that, every time you make more money, that you think is sustainable. So let's say you're making $20,000 a month and all of a sudden you go, hey, now I'm making $30,000 a month. What I would say is every time you make more money, save and invest half, spend half. 
And the reason why I say that is if you do that over time and you're 20 years old or 21 or 22, by the time you're 30, you're going to be saving a ton of money and you're going to have a great lifestyle. Entrepreneurs fall into the lifestyle trap where all of a sudden they just keep spending, spending, spending. And then pretty soon they have the Lambo and they have the cool pad and they have all that stuff. And then they sit down with me and then they tell me embarrassed, gosh, Jim, I really don't have any money. And I look at them and go, you're kind of broke. You got a cool car, but you don't really have anything. And if you ever have a problem with your business, like when COVID hit, right? A lot of entrepreneurs had to pivot and they had a few months of no revenue. If they had a bunch of investments outside their company, they weren't afraid because they said, look, I can always tap into that money. I've got this money to fall back on. So as a young person, become the air traffic controller and start putting money away. And every time you make more money, save half, spend half. So you continue to enjoy yourself and increase your lifestyle, but you also are creating meaningful savings and investments for your future. Because uh, I see that all the time. Either people tell you, you got to save more and then you don't have any fun. You need to enjoy your success. Or what happens more with entrepreneurs is they got a cooler car than all their friends. And, you know, if they're single, all the ladies like the car and, you know, all that stuff, whatever it might be. Or if you're a woman, you know, the guys like your car, whatever it might be. And it's better to have a game plan and a discipline. Yeah, that's that's fantastic advice. And I know um, Eli on Facebook Live also just said, um, this is incredible advice. Um, but any last piece of advice for people who are, um, you know, uh, watching, listening, or are going to listen to the yeah. video, watch on YouTube, anything like that? Yeah. To be successful as an entrepreneur in your wealth building, there's really three outcomes you need to focus on. So the first is having a compelling focus for your wealth. And that really comes out of your values, your goals, and your important relationships. And by the way, if you don't have a compelling focus, you can hire someone to give you a compelling focus. When COVID hit, they closed all the gyms. I'm in Arizona, even though we have clients all over the country. They closed all the gyms. And I had a guy who's a personal trainer said, Jim, I can get you in a private gym, but you got to pay me. And I thought, I've been in going to a gym for 30 years. I don't need to pay a trainer. But that was my only choice. I found out two weeks later that those were the two weeks of workouts I, two best weeks of workouts I'd had in like 10 years. And the reason why is because he gave me a compelling focus. I wasn't listening to podcasts. I wasn't saying hi to friends. I just showed up and man, he was working me. So you don't have to come up with a compelling focus. You can have someone help you do that, but you need a compelling focus. Second thing you need is something we call wealth discovered. Most entrepreneurs who have successful businesses are making enough money to become seriously wealthy, but they don't know where it's all going. So you need to find out where your money is leaking. Is it leaking because you're paying too much in taxes, too many legal fees? You have a bunch of subscriptions that you're paying for that you don't even use. Find out where the money is leaking and shore that up. And then third and most importantly is having impeccable infrastructure. So that's the people and the process by which you make financial decisions. We see it as a virtual family office model, but those are the three things you have to really get right. And the billionaires do very well in those three areas. All right, that's just about it for today. Before we finish though, let me share a little bit more about how you can stay in touch with me. I have a private email list where I share high level tricks, strategies, and insights about copywriting, entrepreneurship, mindset, and more. In fact, often my podcasts are based on topics I first emailed out to my list weeks or even months earlier. So if you want to get brand new stuff from me every single day, go to stephanpaulgeorgi.com forward slash subscribe. These emails are often upwards of a thousand words and I send them every day. So make sure you really can commit to engaging with me on that level. But as long as you can, and you should, because I do drop a ton of value in these emails, go apply to join my list today. And again, the web address is stephanpaulgeorgi.com 
forward slash subscribe. And in case you don't know how to spell my name, which is okay, it is S-T-E-F-A-N, Paul, and then my last name is Georgi, G-E-O-R-G-I.com. So stephanpaulgeorgi.com forward slash subscribe, and I will see you in my email list.